1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Tyler from the Dynasty Happy Hour, and welcome to Show 300. Yes, that is right, Show 300. I just want to first of all say thank you to everybody listening. I know we probably got people that listened since Episode 1 talking about you, Jason Thomas, the first ever fan I ever met on Twitter. But it has been a journey, Show 300. It feels like Show 200 was just, just not long ago. But you know what? I'm going to bring on my co-host tonight. Yes, Doug is gone. He's spending some time with the lady. Which, by the way, I want to tell everybody, Mother's Day we are going to take off. Because you know what? There's nothing more important than being with our significant other and our wives. And pampering them as much as we can for the day. So we will not have an episode next week, but we will go full blown at it the week after. We will give you everything you guys need, which we got a fun episode. That week, James, you want to you want to let him know what we're going to do that week? We got a little food
0: comp going on. Yeah, a little we, food competition, we, the animal or...
1: comps. But we started running out of animal comps like you can only have so many animal comps. And Matt Price, we had on a bunch of times, even said after the last episode, he said, you guys like it's getting a little dull because you can only compare to so many animals. So what we got from the Alfredo episode is. Food comps, like how cool would food comps be? So tell them the guests. I, I mean, we're going to comp players to food, right? Yes. Well, yes. And we are bringing on Scott Simpson oh. and Bo. Uh, I What's Bo's last name? Bo
0: McBriar. Bo McBig yes. time on Twitter.
1: Yeah. He there does a hot sauce. I'm sorry. He does the cooking. And uh, James, you're a sh- you used to be a sh- chef. Chef.
0: <laughs> name is Chef
1: uh but yeah it's going to be fun we are going to give you a two round mock and compare all of our picks to food and also give you some actual you know advice about the players not just be like we're not trying to make you hungry of course i mean
0: what co- what better conversation i mean we're, there's going to be some spice okay we got some oh, spicy 100%. rookies that we're talking about it's going to be rookie season from now until june we're going to give you some good stuff can't wait to get into it uh um, yeah for those I mean, of you that are on Twitter or, or YouTube right now, hit that like and subscribe button. Tyler's uh, overselling it a little bit, a little bit.
1: Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a great episode. And once again, thank you guys <clears throat> for listening since, you know, episode one to 300. But let's bring on our guest. Speaking of rookie drafts, I'm in one right now with Memphis. I think he enjoys watching me make pick after pick before him just because I'm trading up all the time. But it's a good friend of ours. you know. He's got the Jiffy Loop story only, you know, I got to meet him in person in Canton. It's it was, it's an honor to be around him all the time. I love this guy like a brother. Memphis, welcome on to episode 300 in Dynasty
2: Happy Hour. Well, thank you for having me. And I, I think all of us are, are playing a little hurt tonight. Everybody's got some sort of ear <laughs> infection, sinus infection, cough. But I wouldn't have missed episode 300. It's an honor to be here. And, yes, one day we will share the fabled Jiffy Lube bathroom story uh, here or, or somewhere else. But, yeah, I mean, you – first of all, all of your listeners, when your rookie draft starts, be be the Tyler of your rookie draft. And that, <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> is, you know, keep the chat going, you know. Get the trades out there. Have fun. Tyler is a great league mate and a great commissioner in this league. So, as your rookie draft season starts popping off – remember to be the catalyst and the spark for action in your league and uh, that's what i take away from rookie drafts with you.
1: Yeah, they're always fun and always interesting. Yeah, i've got five six going right now and i have another couple starting later on. But yeah, it's it's an interesting draft and we will get into all the picks. But first, we are brought to you guys. we are brought to you by fantasypoints.com. Fantasy points you guys is a great tool to use. The draft is over, but it's always good to look at Greg Gassell's draft kit. You want to know why? Because say you're in a rookie draft, let's see what he thinks about these players. Say you're deciding between Jameson Williams or, and, and Burks, and you're sitting there thinking, hmm, who should I pick? Well, he can give you a good answer because this man has done it for years and years and years. And you can do this by going using code DHH22 at FantasyPoints.com, get a little money off your subscription, and also they got DFS tools that you will use easily. It, it's great. I, I'm telling you guys, you need to go to fancypointscom use code DHH22. Uh, and yeah, I mean, should we just jump right into this?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I think the news should just, like, get it going. Yes, First of all, let's just light it up because yeah. last week we had A.J. Brown in the news. And now this week, A.J. Brown is back in the news. Philadelphia
1: fans rejoice. They thought they're going to use a pick on a wide receiver. They did. By trading for one of the league's best receivers, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown to the Eagles. He also gets a four-year, $100 million deal. They gave up the number 18 overall pick and a third-run pick. This was after selecting selecting the Georgia big man to eat up the run game. I mean, Eagles' defense got better. Their offense got better. No more excuses for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I like
0: this for Jalen Hurts, by
1: the way. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, that's all yeah. we can really hope. He, we hope he takes a step forward. Now, Memphis, I'm going to get your thoughts on this because I'm not 100% sure you're the biggest Jalen Hurts guy. Ooh, this is going
2: to be good. Well, I, I'm... I'm anti-Jalen Hurts real football. I'm fine with Jalen Hurts for fantasy football. Okay. Uh, th- th- those two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive, but for Dynasty, what we do, this is going to be the year because this is basically the contract year for Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't perform, I believe Philadelphia still has multiple firsts and multiple seconds next year. Next year, I, I believe it was Cody Carpentier from Roto Underworld was posting like a picture of quarterbacks for next year's draft. And like the top five or six all could have could be potentially first round picks. So if if Hertz doesn't do his thing this year, they're they're gonna have the ammunition and the the ability to move up. So I would tell you in season, you have to be able to distinguish between fantasy and and reality. And if they're struggling, then know that Jay that, that he's gonna get replaced. And if you can trade him like midway through the season, that might be what you do, but I still think he's going to be a top five QB as far as Brown. I mean, kind of the same thing. If, if Hertz is not performing well, then it'll hurt his value for a year, but he's only going into what year four of his career, still super young. So, um, Jalen Hertz could only hurt him for one year, in my opinion, because if Hertz is still bad, they'll have a new QB in 2023 and you'll still have AJ Brown right in his prime. So, Going to be fascinating in Philadelphia. No excuses. No excuses. With, 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 with Smith. They have, good, they have a good offensive arsenal. Goddard. And now
0: A.J. Brown. That's as good of a and big I hear, three. or um, rumors of Rager being cut. I mean. Are already out there. He already hasn't. So. I
1: mean, he's he's the new Corey Coleman, right? Uh, John Doxon. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So, also, Chef. There's another Brown receiver that got traded. Marquise Brown. He went to Arizona to pair up with Kyler Murray. Now, Brown was traded for pretty much what he was drafted at. Baltimore got a first-round pick this year, the 23rd overall pick, which they use on a stud center, which will solidify that running game, and also a 22-third. Marquise Hollywood Brown. What do you think about that trade. I I I'm going to just cut in here. I love it for Hollywood. I <laughs> think the connection for the two are great. But Hopkins is still there. He's getting older. What what is your thought on the trade?
0: Well, you see how he did that Memphis. He asks a question, tells us his opinion and then expects us to come up with, you know, something better. Um right out the gate, I I like it for Kyler Murray. All right? It gives him another f- Sharp target. He knows that offense. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do well in Arizona. Um DeAndre Hopkins, we may see some less out of him. We don't even know how good he is coming back. He was still injured at the end of last season. So that's something that I'm I'm keeping an eye on. I've gotten rid of all my DeAndre Hopkins shares. So Marquise Brown may be the next best player in that offense.
1: I think it's perfect for him because he's the number two receiver. He should have never been a number one in the first place. He should never have been the first wide receiver taken in that draft.
0: Yeah, he was never never a number one. He was always a number two receiver. He just needed somebody else.
1: So for me, this is a perfect situation. Also, I was thinking to myself, what if the Eagles don't like next year's draft class and trade for Kyler? Say Kyler falls apart. Eagles trade for Kyler. I don't see that happening.
2: Well, then, they, I mean, then they would have to figure out how to how to mix in the, his pay. That's 100, like, yeah, yeah. Because they, you just gave uh, they just extended several players and um, the offensive line and a couple other guys, and and yeah, you know,
1: real Memphis.
2: I, I it, it's <laughs> not, it's not. I I will agree with that. Teams that that want to find a way do. It seems like teams like my Colts that hoard cap space, and teams like the Jets that <laughs> hoard picks just typically aren't any good. Or they're in the middle. They're stuck in the middle. But teams that kind of that throw, you know, caution to the wind, whether it be cap caution or risking picks, tend to to be the the teams that tend to win. So I didn't hate this move, but this is what this felt like to me. You guys ever done something stupid with your wife or significant other? Of course, every day. And, and like you <laughs> made like a like a half-hearted attempt to do something to win favor. That's what it felt the Cardinals did for for Kyler Murray. It's like, hey, we know you're mad about not getting the money you want right now. So what we did was, is we gave up the twenty third overall pick for for Marquise Brown with like a little bit more would have got us AJ Brown. But but we did something. It's a
0: it's an <laughs> olive branch. Yeah, <laughs> we're not giving you the money. And on the other yeah. side of that, on the other side of that, Lamar Jackson came out and he was pissed absolutely I, pissed
1: he, they supposedly said he knew about it which i could i could see he knew about it but also i get why he's pissed you know what lamar it just feed mark andrews just give yeah, rashad yeah, bateman, for andrews. i mean this is air up for rashad bateman, rashad bateman time Air up for mark andrews and they drafted like two tight ends so
2: this is i mean it's very very ravens no no wide receivers in a wide receiver rich draft yeah but it but it's not like not like Lamar uses the wide receiver heavily anyway.
1: One hundred percent. You know, it's, I, I th- I'm curious. I'm fascinated
2: freshman. by this, and, and I w- I think the biggest winner in Baltimore, in, in my opinion, is actually J.K. Dobbins more than anyone yeah. else. There was rumors beforehand that they could bring in a day two running back, which would have been uh, been a second or a third round running back, and for them not to have done that, that's a big yeah, thing are, for J.K. Dobbins. They have Tyler I Batty, Beatty Batty.
1: In the sixth round, which is a pretty good running back. He's a pass catcher. Lamar doesn't throw to a running back. But you know what? He does throw a tight end, and he will throw plenty to Rashad Bateman. So, also, I want to bring up Trophy Smack. Trophy Smack, yes, a longtime sponsor. Upgrade your fantasy league today with any sport you can find imaginable. You can even customize the belt to to actual wrestling. Say you have a wrestling belt, and you want to actually put wrestling on there. You know what? You can do that. And you use code DHH ring and get yourself a free ring. I have a ring. I love it. It's on my desk. It's for my Trade Addict Seven Championship, which is a league I'm in with Memphis. He's a two time champ, but thank God we didn't have to play him in the playoffs because you know what? Doug and I took down Riley by master for the title. It's, it's a great thing to have on the desk, kind of to remind you how awesome you are. So getting that for free and then having a belt in the league is so, so good. So use code ring and get that $60 change it ring for free. All right, guys, let's get right into this draft. We have a lot to go over and a lot to let the people know what we think. So at pick 108, my Atlanta Falcons take Drake London. So Drake London was not my wide receiver one on my board. He wasn't even my wide receiver two pre-draft. This. Is a little biased to me. <laughs> I now Memphis, we are in a draft right now, the DPL draft. I trade up to pick 103, and I was actually going to take a quarterback. I was like, I need a quarterback, but you know what? I second guessed it, and I'm like, I'm not gonna have any Drake London in the league. There's no way I'm getting him in any league, so I took him at 103, and I was very happy about it. It was the first wide receiver off the board. Now Memphis, I know it's about you. You're not a Drake London guy. You think he's a bust. But you know what? When you've got that type of target share, I don't think he's going to bust. He could be Mike Williams. He could also be better than that. Now, what is your thought on Drake London?
2: My, my biggest fear is the, he didn't run in his pro day, which I know he was coming off of the ankle injury. But this is a guy, I mean, we're just talking about the ankle injury. This is a guy who's never played double-digit games in college. I don't know that he's played double-digit games since high school. And now we're going to ask. Well, this guy neither of, have I. No, what, and you didn't get drafted 10, uh, 108 overall by the Atlanta Falcons. You should have. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the part that makes me nervous. You know, he didn't that's run. Um, you know, he's not exactly beat the best corners in, in college football. In the. you know, in the, the Pac-12, I guess it is now. But j- just a lot of red flags. You know, we'll talk about Traylon Burks here in a bit, you know. I had to move him up, but I moved London down. Actually, I, I have him uh, in the, below the 107. I know that that you're probably not a fan of that take. I just,
0: man, it just feels like there's other wide receivers I'd rather have. I think uh, I think people are are just going after the trade, the draft capital right now. I think Drake London's a great wide receiver. He's going to score some touchdowns for you. Big, tall body back back of the end zone, six five, giant yeah, hands, a
1: ton of targets.
0: Yeah, especially <laughs> I think they drafted him seriously for the red zone. I mean, you got to remember the number one wide receiver on that team is still Kyle Pitts, who um, had we saw how much he got fed touchdown. last year.
1: One I touchdown. doubt.
0: Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. They need somebody to take the heat off him. I think Drake yeah. London can do that. He works well on crossing routes, uh, so uh, I, I think he he can add to the pie in Atlanta. Um, and I don't mind this
2: move as as a team. That I mean, I don't know how much we'll talk about Desmond Ritter, but. You know, for the QB of the future, which I believe Atlanta will be drafting this time next year, you sure want that guy to walk in and, and have something to throw to. You know, that that potential QB of the future, you don't want him getting the Justin Fields treatment where you literally have nobody. Yeah. I mean, at least a future rookie in Atlanta would have Drake, would have Pitts, would be getting Calvin Ridley back from suspension more than likely. At least then you have some pieces to work with as opposed to just nothing. I, I've never been a fan of getting the quarterback on a, on a, on a team and then waiting until year two, three of his rookie deal to add things around him, at least this potential rookie, whether it be Ritter or someone else, at least they're walking in and the, the, the cabinet's not all the way there.
1: Yeah. And, and going to Ritter, we might as well talk about him now. He's sure the third, He's a third round pick, pick 78 uh, with him. I think he starts earlier than people think. Mariota yeah. is <clears throat> made of plexiglass. Like this dude gets hurt all the time. Actually, I don't know if plexiglass is actually a good explanation of. I think it's metaphor. glass, glass, just glass, glass. glass.
2: Yeah, just you porcelain. bounce off a of pex- there. We go porcelain,
1: porcelain. porcelain. I mean, porcelain works
2: fine, cool. China.
1: I mean, Memphis, you have a collection of porcelain dolls. So absolutely, they, they are de- <laughs> they are delicate
2: and dainty, <laughs> which is pretty much how I would describe Mark Marcus Mariota. But more than that. I mean, outside of Pickett, he had the second highest draft capital of any rookie mm-hmm. QB yeah. in his class. And it's not a stretch to say that Atlanta could be bad this year. And no one on a bad team oh, is more, not, is, is, is more popular than, than the backup quarterback. And I think it'll be week eight-ish where the local media and the local fans will be like, all right, let's give this rookie a chance. Let's see what we got. And, you know, we, we've seen this narrative before. Sugar like, glass. Sugar glass. I think that's what <laughs> they use in movies.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's what candy's made out of. Yes, grown sugar.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I think Ritter starts earlier than expected, and I really like that pick. I think, in my opinion, if it were a super flex draft, I'd be perfectly fine with passing up a quarterback and then capitalizing on Riddler, Ritter, Riddler. Uh, the Riddler? The, Is that what we're going to call now? Early second, early second or Memphis's case, uh, 111.
2: <laughs> I, I will not be using the 111 in our shared draft on Ritter, but I do agree. I think he's the value in the second round. Yeah. You know, when, when you get to that that range, I think he is the guy that I – because we've seen what head coach slash offensive coordinator Arthur Smith has done with a mobile quarterback and a Ryan Tannehill. And let's be honest, it wouldn't be the first time Arthur Smith has demoted marcus mariota he did it once in tennessee which is ironic that he's the projected starter in atlanta under arthur smith now so i agree with you guys and i would not be just stunned or shocked if this time next year we're talking about desmond ritter in the same vein in which we're talking about jalen hurts where they may roll with him again in 2023 and i think that's where the value will come in that early to mid second round with a desmond ritter
1: yeah i i love that take now we'll move on to pick 110 in the NFL draft, and that is my wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson. Unfortunately, he is catching passes from Zach Wilson, who I think is ungood. So that is to be seen. But for Garrett Wilson, the landing, the draft capital is phenomenal. I I was upset about the Drake London pick because Garrett Wilson was on the board. If Garrett Wilson wasn't there, fine.
0: Garrett Wilson was also your number one wide receiver. Is he yes. still your one number one wide receiver now? Yes. Still okay. Yes. Even with and, the competition of Elijah Moore,
1: I, if you did not sell Elijah Moore before this draft, I'm so sorry. But Elijah Moore, he's gonna he's gonna be stuck in a role. They got Corey Davis, and we're gonna talk about another weapon they mm-hmm. picked in the early second round. In the early second round, that is going to catch passes, and also Michael Carter. This, and, and let's not forget about the tight end. We'll we'll mention him too, but. This has become a crowded offense. It went from being Elijah Moore because Corey Davis couldn't stay on the field to now a multitude of weapons. So my opinion, I think the pie, the biggest piece, is going to go to Garrett Wilson because he is drafted early. So if it were me, I'm going to put my chips in that bag because of his tape. I think he's a slightly poor man's Justin Jefferson. I think Jefferson's smoother, but Garrett Wilson, in my opinion, has all the traits like he did coming out. So for me, yeah, he's my wide receiver one. Am I going to have to take the hit of Zach Wilson for a couple more years? Hey, maybe he progresses and becomes what they hope he is. But what is your guys' thoughts on Garrett Wilson to the
0: Jets? I mean, I, I like the player. I love the talent. He was definitely high on my list. If not my number one, he was my number two. Very, very close. Um, I'm not, like you said, it's crowded. I agree with those thoughts there. I think there's some other players that I could actually pick ahead of him now. I think he lost some stock going into a crowded offense. And I'm not sure if Zach Wilson can, can even really play. We saw his backup quarterbacks outplay him last season. Both of them, for that matter. So I don't know if Zach Wilson's the fit. Maybe they maybe the Jets sink for another year and take a quarterback next year and say, and "Oh well, we gave you all the weapons. And that's it." I think Zach Wilson will get at least uh, the the third
2: the 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 third year crack at this offense, like a Sam Darnold, like a Daniel Jones. He's going to get at least the third year. But the Jets were top ten in pass attempts last year. It really comes down to me as how does how do they squeeze out Braxton Berrios? i know this is not a braxton I a Bar- yeah i mean <laughs> braxton barrios you know they re-signed him in the off and you know he he did collect targets but zach wilson did play better down the stretch and this is a team that's going to be behind and what do teams that are behind a lot do they throw the ball so for me it's really going to come down to how they use garrett wilson i'm going to be fascinated to see this offense in the preseason. He's still my wide receiver one in the class. Uh, I'm not going to let the landing spot deter me, but I don't love it because if you go to like a player profile or any, you know, metrics comp site with uh, uh, Elijah Moore, he was drafted with the second pick of the second round last year. That's pretty high draft capital. And then you mentioned Corey Davis and I mentioned Braxton Berrios and they brought in CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin and then they drafted. A third tight end in the third round, in Jeremy Rucker. and then they drafted Brees Hall. I love Damn. Jeremy Rucker. I was, was going to come in on the Brees <laughs> Hall. This is this is a very very complicated offense, and until we actually see what it shakes out, I actually think Zach Wilson may be the biggest winner of of this entire Jets offense. But I don't know. I'll throw it back to you guys.
1: Yeah, let's just let's just kind of go off. I think yeah. they feed
0: Brees. I Let, think that's let's what kind it's.
1: of. Let's kind of go off of the, the offense pick and then, yeah, well, Brees Hall. I mean, is how much is Carter going to eat into him or vice versa?
0: I think he's he's normal with, I mean, he shared time in North Carolina, right?
1: Carter, yeah, with Javante, but with Javante Williams. So not. I think,
2: well, well as that, much as Naheem Hines hurt Jonathan mm, Taylor. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah. The,
2: the, this is a, a, a Shanahan. I mean, I'm not going to let a guy drafted in the fourth round stop me from taking it. This is, I mean, this is very reminiscent of what you're going to hear with Kenneth Walker, what you heard a couple years ago with Miles Sanders, what you heard, you know, two years ago with Jonathan Taylor. These guys that are drafted in what I like to consider that running back sweet spot from like 32 to like 45, which is all those guys: Sanders, JT, Javante Williams, now Brees Hall, now Kenneth Walker. That's the sweet spot. That's, that's the new way. And I guess we can kind of throw in Najee Harris who has taken 25 last year. That's a team's way of saying, Hey, this is our dude. We're taking this dude here. It's the new sweet spot for running backs. I think as dynasty GMs. Sometimes we get a little full of ourselves and think, "Ah, we know more than these GMs. They're telling us something. And we have about a half a decade now of GMs and NFL teams saying that the guys drafted in this range are going to be used like this and, It's not going to stop me one bit from taking him. And I do like Michael Carter. I've traded for Michael Carter in a lot of spots. But, yeah, this is clearly, clearly a Brees Hall backfield.
1: Yeah, and you actually heard rumors that they tried trading back into the first for a fourth time to take Brees Hall. There was talks of that, and that came out when I think they were interviewing Brees himself. He was talking about how they tried to trade back in to get him, and how he's just excited to be a Jet. And it seemed like they wanted him. And like you said, the fact that Shaneahan system usually is like a oh a late day pick, they run that guy. The fact that they went for an early day running back says a lot. And this offensive line should be better, which is uh which is good. Mackay backed in. Hopefully they figure out that stuff because he could be an All Pro tackle, but. Yeah, and, and Jeremy Rucker, I think, is a really good sleeper. And
2: he's a taxi like, stash, like like I've never seen it. And I want to give you hope from week thirteen through week eighteen. No rookie QB scored more fantasy points than Zach Wilson. So this could be a good thing, not only for Zach Wilson with the addition of Will Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, but if you can get some cheap Zach Wilson out there, may now may not be a bad time over those 5 games he averaged 15 points a game so not yeah, not uh, too shabby yeah it's
1: not it's not bad but 15 points a game at quarterback you're kind of hoping for that 20 and above so like you yeah, say, I it, would
2: agree but when it's better than than Trevor Lawrence's 9.5 or Mac true. Jones's 11.2 I mean that's true it, 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 more and than most field? would make the
0: argument that you would want Mac Jones over Zach Wilson
2: why wouldn't you but if that's the perception of stability out there, but but we've kind of seen uh, Mac Jones' ceiling, and I don't think we've seen Zach Wilson's, especially. I mean, he didn't get Tyquan Thornton, I know. So often we'll live with that. But, <laughs> oh, but, but uh, Can you I, believe I don't that? Hate that. That. that might have been the worst pick of the draft. Volus Jones would like a word, sir.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, let, let's get back into this draft. Chris Olave, the pick at 111, they traded up with Washington. They probably thought Washington was going to take him. Chris Olave. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. He's fine here. It's it's fine. It matches. Of, I think
0: the matches. Uh, they could. I, they always I, were looking for that secondary wide receiver in New he's Orleans. Like wide
1: receiver seven for me in this class.
0: I. So, hey, it, I mean, it's not a bad fit. All right, Michael no. Thomas. They're they're matching guys up. They want a young guy and an old guy. You know, Michael Thomas is.
1: They got it wrong. He, he, Usually, it's a think quarterback. They got it wrong? With an, it's a it's a quarterback that Do they played trust with him James in that's what, it a, is. What, what they usually do is they go, <clears throat> okay, he played with them <clears> at <throat> college, but you know what? You can't like, well, Michael Thomas went to Ohio state. So, you know what? We are going to go get an Ohio state receiver. Like they're doing it wrong. That's what I meant. <laughs> the saints are outsmarting themselves.
2: Oh, well, I, a couple of things on the saints. Not really about a I'm kind of with you guys. He He's fine. Uh, the guy that I've been trying to get is Adam Troutman. He's the post-hype sleeper that I'm I'm trying to get there. In New Orleans, and I think if you've got cheap Jameis Winston in a super flex, this is good news. Not only from having an additional target, yeah. but this is a team that gave up their first next year, a second in 2024. Yeah. We talked earlier about how the Eagles will have more draft capital to go up and make a move on a rookie. You know who won't have money to you know or picks to go up and get a rookie next year? It'll be the Saints. They'll they'll lack the draft capital. So this they looks Ian like Book,
1: a, so they're good.
2: Ian Book <laughs> is a backup. You got Tyson Hill, <laughs> Jameis Winston. What what's what's not to worry about?
1: <laughs> oh man. All right, we are going to move on Chris Olave like I said. He's a uh, pick he was picked at 111 NFL draft. That is a perfect slot for him in rookie drafts. is run 111 in my opinion. Uh next pick, surprise pick, Jameson Williams, pick 112. Vikings, why are you trading within her division and not getting the bag? That was my most frustrating part in this whole entire draft. Here come the Vikings, trading with the Packers and Detroit Lions, and it just seems like they didn't get anything. They just got, oh, a couple picks here, a couple picks there. It was, oh, you should have heard the place I was at when the Vikings trade back and they saw what we got. It was not a happy place. (laughs) So, uh, Jameson Williams, the speedster out of Alabama, the rumors say he's going to be 100%, 100%, quote-unquote, in around October. Now, Memphis, this is your guy. You do like Jameson Williams.
2: I, I do, and I currently have it as my wide receiver, too, in the class, but I think he is the class of this wide receiver class. And I think he's easily the first wide receiver off the board if he never t- tears that ACL. He's got what the NFL loves. He has speed, and I've heard some less-than-flattering comps. I've heard other sites call him Henry Ruggs Plus, but – no. I I, 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 I I just see a guy who <laughs> who wins the way the modern NFL wants to win. And again, whether it I, I, first of all, Jared Goff will be serviceable for everybody in that offense in Detroit. But this is a great time. He was actually I've only well, I'm in multiple drafts going on, but I've only been on the clock on one so far. And at the 104, I pushed the button on Jamison Williams. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a really, really interesting offense. Yeah. And I think if, if you're in a super flex and you're a contender and you have a mobile quarterback, you have a Lamar, you have a Kyler, you have a Josh Allen, and you want a nice, safe backup, Jared Goff has a one-year rental now before a quarterback gets injured. Jared Goff in a super flex is, you know, worthy of stashing on the back end of a roster in, ca- in case somebody gets hurt, especially if you, one of your key players is mobile. Or you have Watson, who's a suspension risk.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny? This division is going to go through Detroit in two years. 100%.
2: Talk about building a roster, man.
1: This... Okay. And, and people had off-the-field issues with Jameson Williams. That should be gone after Detroit. Because, you know, they're wondering about the, the transfer. why did he transfer out? Well, it was playing time. And then there's rumors like, well, he didn't get along with teammates and stuff. Dan Campbell does not draft <laughs> people like that. And the fact that he traded up to go get this receiver dan campbell at all people like this is huge and yeah like you said it's good news for golf chef quick quick yeah uh, I'm, I'm a
0: little confused about it because you know they wait they spend the first round pick and you said he's not going to be a bit better until october so that means he's not getting any time in camp
1: detroit ain't competing in this division they're not this competing year.
0: exactly so are you are you willing to wait a full year and risk?
1: I don't think you have to wait a full year. To get that I don't, on think, your I don't think so either. There,
0: I mean, he's a he's a he's a first round pick in dynasty uh, rookie drafts right now.
1: My, in my opinion, you have to wait kind of like you did with OB, OBJ. You're
0: gonna have to around wait that, he, until he comes like around. Week, and they do forth. have another wide receiver there that did very well last year in Amon Ross St. Brown. And they got so DJ that, Shark. And they and they added DJ Shark. So this offense may look more competitive than we actually think it is. If that's what we're saying, because they did do, they almost beat a lot of teams last year. Remember that opener? They went back and forth with the 49ers. Yeah. Not, Should have nice beat the is, Ravens. Yeah. Nice thing is though. Like they had some shots.
1: I, the I think nice, they're
0: more competitive than people think.
1: The nice thing is about Williams is he's super young. He's one of the younger receivers in this draft class, not Drake London, babyface young. Cause that guy <laughs> is like 20 years old. In my opinion, Williams, I agree. He's a sit stash type guy. Don't expect anything from yeah, him. Don't
0: expect anything from him this year.
1: But Detroit also has draft capital. They have capital to where they can go get a quarterback. They might even be in the same spot next year. There's about five quarterbacks that are good. And heck, maybe they're... Maybe it's
0: Baker. Maybe, maybe it's Baker.
1: Maybe they're a team that trades Baker. for Kyler if he's unhappy or or something like that. They go a different route, but they have options they are great in the cap. They have good options. That defense should be better. That team. Well,
2: and before you be transition better. away, I mean, Kyler is the right height to bite kneecaps in Detroit. I mean, this is he, it, it, Perfect. now
1: now let's let's give let's give that some I respect. Love. He might need to jump a little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rip up a shin.
1: Cause he's gonna be on the ground complaining that somebody made a mistake or something like that. So that's why.
0: Hollywood Brown runs the wrong route.
1: Yeah, Told you run so, so the next wide receiver, because there was a huge run, uh, Jahan Dotson at 116. Now he's going to be catching pass from Carson Wentz. My fun stat for this is I heard Dotson was the best receiver in college for contested balls that were underthrown. So this is a match made in heaven, because Carson Wentz is the master at underthrowing balls and causing offensive or defensive pass interferences or having his players come back. So uh, Memphis, you saw Wentz play at the Colts. So I'm going to give you this one and your love. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say Sam Howell is going to start sometime this year because Wentz ain't it.
2: But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, I just, I, as you look at all these guys physically, this is like obviously the new first round wide receiver. We're getting ready to talk about an outlier physically here in just a second. All of these guys we've talked about so far, Wilson, Alave, Jamison Williams, and now Doxon, they're all in this 5'10 to 6-foot range. They all weigh 180 pounds. It kind of feels like he he meets that criteria uh, of what the NFL is doing with wide receivers, and they clearly covet this size and speed combo. Yes. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they use him. Uh, it's good to see Terry McLaren get a little bit of help. Yeah. Not someone that I'll have a bunch of in rookie drafts that just, to your point, the combination of landing spot. and I, I'm just not a Dotson guy. He's he's fine. And then as far as Carson wins, it's like I wanted to believe last year. But here's the thing. You, you go back to the best coach you've ever had for you personally and a team that gave up ex- extensive draft capital for yeah. you, and, and you can't get it done. I mean, I've, I've seen other guys succeed in the Scott Turner offense. Whether that be uh, was it Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, one of the Allens,
1: Kyle Allen. You have Taylor Heineke,
2: Tyler Heineke, Cam Newton to a, a, a small degree yeah. in Carolina. So I guess maybe, but
0: I'm going to be on the outside looking in on dots. And what about what about you, James? I, I I think it's a thing that that happens with Ron Rivera. All right, he loves the small wide receiver. If anybody remembers a name, Steve Smith Senior. All right, 5'9", 195 pounds. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel. (laughs) And he transforms these guys into top-level fantasy producers. I'm not saying they're going to hit the best. They're not going to be the 101 because of the the area of the field that they mainly play in. But this looks like a decent offense. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Carson Wentz for a season. You said Sam Howell wrong. Oh, well, yeah, you're right about that. But, I mean, so Carson I was, Wentz is going to be playing. I was in a t-
1: I was talking to somebody, uh, a good friend of ours who works for NBC Sports Edge, and he was talking about how a lot of the people that he works with think Howell's going to come in and start. Just because Wentz, towards the end of the season, it seemed like every year, like your Colts literally just wanted to get rid of him. And with Howell being there, I think Howell's capable. He's got a beautiful deep ball that fits. This kind of system, and like you guys were talking about um with the offensive coordinator and how he works well with quarterbacks and undrafted quarterbacks. Well, how was predicted that 101 be at this time last year? Like they had Houston taking him. So there's talks that Howell could step in week 14. Memphis, once again, I know you're not a Howell guy, but you know what? They got Diami Brown there, who caught balls from the uh, uh not not very long ago, they've got Two good receivers that can—they're kind of burners. I think Dot, Dotson has some of the best hands. Howell can actually play well within an offense because they also have a big, bruising running back they drafted in the third round. I think it was.
2: Yeah, uh, Brian Robinson. Or are you talking about Antonio Gibson? I think they Brian are... Robinson. Antonio oh, Gibson. Brian.
1: Antonio Gibson is fine, but this there's there's is... alerts going up for him.
2: The, 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 this is a Well, this is a, a team that has clearly stated over and over and over again, and when someone tells you something, you should try to listen. Washington is clearly telling you that Antonio Gibson's never going to be a bell cow, whether it's luring J.D. McKissick back in free agency, whether it's drafting Brian Robinson. Regardless, they're telling you there is not a bell cow role for Antonio Gibson. It's been made abundantly clear, and we as Dynasty gamers should be listening. Now, he still finished as a top 10 uh, RB last year, which is great. Um, but from a Carson Wentz standpoint, yeah, I agree. I think you're going to see Sam Howell. Because the one thing all of these teams not named Tennessee are going to need to do is kind of get a five, six, seven game sample. You and I both love Davis Mills. You know, yeah. Houston clearly won, you know, they saw enough in the eight to nine games that Davis Mills, by the way, that stat I mentioned earlier, week 14 through 18, that five-week sample, the, the rookie QB who scored the most points in that time frame was Zach Wilson. Well, Davis Mills scored the second most fantasy points among rookie QBs in that same five-week window. So these teams that'll finish in the middle-ish. Like Washington, like you know, Atlanta. I don't think you'll see much Malik Willis unless Tannehill gets hurt. They're going to want to see what they have in these guys. So, for those of you wanting to take a third round flyer on a QB, you could do way worse than Sam Howell, aka the evil looking Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, and I posted a tweet right, you know, when Sam Howell wasn't even drafted, I said Baker Mayfield died, so Sam Howell could die as well. I mean, I personally think the bias out there is because Baker Mayfield's got an attitude problem. Sam Howell is like the twin of Baker looks wise, play wise. Me personally, size wise, size wise. It's perfect comp. Me personally, there could be a chance Sam Howell could be maybe have a better career than Baker. Hell, I'll say it because I really liked Howell. I know you guys all did, too. I did. I did. Definitely.
2: I, I didn't hate him. I mean, he's the kind. He, this is the kind of guy that you take in the third round. You know, if I'm in tight end premium super flex leagues and I play a lot it's, of that format, he's the guy that I'm going to push the button on in the third round. Is because he's it, the value he this hit, year. That quarterback, hundred well, percent. If if he hits, let's say he hits as a QB versus the wide receiver that hits in that same range. If those guys both hit at their absolute apex or ceiling. Who's going to give you the biggest ROI in a superflex league? It's Howell. Sam How. So, yeah. so why wouldn't I take the guy who's got the biggest ROI upside?
1: All right, now let's just give a quick. Uh, where, where are you guys drafting Brian Robinson in rookie drafts?
0: Uh, the late mid late third,
1: <sighs> mid late third. Okay, I w- I was expecting a little earlier, but I would say early third, just because of draft capital. And yeah, I
0: see him going around the the early third. Okay.
1: All right. Now let's talk about that early physical. Let's talk about that physical wide receiver. We're talking about that's unlike these other ones. They traded AJ Brown. They drafted what people comp to AJ Brown, which I think is a lazy comp. Traylon Burks goes to Tennessee and he also gets Malik Willis in the third round. They trade up to get him, which I secretly very much love that pick. Uh, Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, Tennessee gets. They also get Hassan Haskins in the fourth, I want to say, to back up Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what is four, your guys' – uh
0: 131 overall.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Burks first. What is your guys' opinion on Burks? Where do you guys have him in rookie drafts? Because there are still a lot of people that have him wide receiver one just based off of getting playing time.
2: I moved him back up. I mean, you have to take the, the, the opportunity share – And whether you like Ryan Tannehill or not, it's why I don't think you'll see much Malik Willis this year. The Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. And Ryan Tannehill did it without A.J. Brown for a large chunk of games, without Julio Jones for a large chunk of games, and without Derek Henry for a large chunk of games. So I think for us as Dynasty gamers, we're going to get a nice sample right off the bat of what Traylon Burks is. So I moved him back up inside my top five in a rookie draft. But I also understand that he is still a bust risk for me. I like I like the talent, but there are still red flags. And I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine online. His name's Theo. He's at the OG Fantasy. And, you know, I was like, I can have him both in my top five and worry that he busts because he's not, you know, we were just talking about the guys that are now like six foot tall and weigh a buck 80. He ain't that. He's 6'2", 225 with quote unquote weight issues. In his past. So is he a guy who goes to the NFL, eats a bunch of candy, and gets fat? Like Dante Parker, <laughs> Eddie Lacey. That's cheeseburgers, buddy. But Shit. but so there are but but you can't ignore the quality of quarterback play he's gonna get. You can't ignore the draft capital, and you can't ignore the perceived target volume in an offense that's pretty good. So um I had to move him up to my five, but I'll I'll throw it back to James. What were your thoughts when you saw Tennessee take? burks at 18 overall
0: and trading and trading aj brown it's definitely a a step down from aj brown but i think some of us were were low on aj brown in the same situation so i i we have to think of it as similar um he's going to be playing that similar role while robert woods runs all over the field if he comes back healthy hopefully god willing
1: yeah um let's kind of pivot to malik willis who is a third round pick? And, and I really condemn the NFL. Like, I, I really respect them for actually sticking to their boards and not overreaching on these quarterbacks that yeah. will have to Trey Lance. They'll, they might have to wait a year. In my opinion, with Tannehill's injuries, I think we see a little bit of Malik Willis. I, I think the fans start turning on Tannehill, you know, kind of how when you got that nice dude toy, you don't know what it is, and say Tannehill. Tannehill was the reason why they lost the playoff game. Like, he played very bad. So, Malik, we could have a couple cheers for Malik, you know, by week 10, trying to get Tannehill pushed out of that offense.
2: I can see that only if they're not winning the, the division and are struggling. If, if winning, winning cures a lot of everything. Yeah. And if a, and if a team can spend three first-round picks on Trey Lance and bench him for an entire year, the Tennessee Titans – can bench Malik Willis for a full year and let him learn from a pro. Whether you like Tannehill or not, he's yeah. a pro, he's a pro's pro. And here's a little uh, factoid for you. Uh, Now that Matt Ryan has been moved to Indy and got a reworked contract, Ryan Tannehill is the largest cap hit to any team in the NFL. So good luck explaining to your fan base how you're <laughs> benching the largest cap. I think it's like 42 million bucks or something. Hey,
1: Atlanta's at 41 right now. And, Hey, we've got a lot of cap next year. We're not going to be good this year. so I I, I mean. think
2: I, I think if, if, if teams were stocks and, and entities, I would be out of all the teams that are doing that, Chicago, Atlanta, Atlanta is the one that I would be buying. I'd be shorting Chicago and buying the Atlanta Falcons. I, I think Atlanta is secretly doing some good stuff. and when you have that dead cap albatross around your neck, I I think that the Atlanta Falcons are are doing some good stuff and they're going to get Ridley back cheap. So, anyway,
0: yeah. I think Uh, Tennessee's hitting the reset button with Malik Willis. All right. I I think they they will. They have a potential out with Tannehill. It's a perfect situation for him. He could sit that sick back there for a year. I mean, you look at their cap hits, they're they're huge. There's no way Tannehill's not playing this year. It's a $57 million cap hit. Oh, wow. It's even worse than I thought. It's so, not happening. And then they go out and get, and they go out and pick up Hassan Haskins, similar player, similar player style to Derrick Henry. They could see they have to start rebuilding now. And this is what they are doing with Traylon Burks, Hassan Haskins and Malik Willis.
1: Yeah. Uh, where are you guys taking Malik Willis and Superflex? Where are you guys willing to pull the trigger?
2: <laughs> if Here's the thing. If, if I I have the 111. I'm not going to pull the trigger on Malik Willis there. But in that range as a contender, you've probably got a pretty good QB room. But maybe like me, you've got a lot of Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. And even though you may not use Malik Willis this year, he's still going to have, you know, potential because Tennessee is going to be good. They play in a bad division. And, you know, like I said, they were the number one seed last year. So they're not going to be in a position next year to draft a QB. And they probably won't have the cap money if they have to cut or move on from Tannehill to trade for a QB. So who does that leave as the starter? Malik Willis. So I think he's like a, – like, a, and they're going to have a full year to evaluate him in practice. So I, for me, I'm going to take him between 111 and 202.
1: That's uh, that's actually a good range. You two? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I
0: was saying you can go all the way up to maybe 110. I, yeah. w- I would be okay with 110. Because if you think about it, especially if he's not playing this year his and something happens with Tannehill next year, his value is going to be worth just as much, if not more. And next that's the crazy
1: thing about these quarterbacks is they all didn't get the draft capital, but landed in spots that we think are very good, that are yeah. spots where they could actually get a chance. So there could be a lot of teams saving a lot of money. Speaking of saving a lot of money, we have our sponsor, Underdog. Underdog can help you save a lot of money. And win by doing, some money. And win some money by using code DHH. You you go put in $20. You know what they're going to do? They're going to give you $20 mm-hmm. right back. That's called get, getting free money. And when you do that at Underdog, especially with the prop bets and all this stuff, the, the rookies and sophomores you guys missed out on. I'm sorry. We tried it's to warn now. you guys. It's over. It was one of the oh. funnest things to do. Mm-hmm. I loved those drafts. But you know what? I think Underdog... And redraft
0: yeah. season starts. Dynasty season. Rookie Best drafts balls. are, are yeah. on. Yeah, let's let's go. It's, it's and under hockey, season. hockey
1: playoffs. I mean, if you're up here in Minnesota, hockey playoffs are starting. Why not throw some money at it? Because you know what, you got twenty to a hundred dollars back for free when you deposit that much, and you know what, use that free money and win some more money. It's it's free money. That's all it is. So use code DHH, get your free money at Underdog app. They're amazing. I, I recommend them. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with them this year. And Chef and I and Doug, we're gonna oh, we've been
0: playing already.
1: We're gonna do some live drafts for you and all that fun stuff. All right, guys. We are going to start picking up the pace a little bit. All right, in the 50-minute mark. So when I say a player, we're just gonna kind of talk about the general team. How's that sound? We're we're gonna kind of do Great. that, talk about the general team, and we're gonna start off with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett would 120. So pick twenty in the draft, and you know what? He also got George Pickens, the Steelers drafting receiver in the second round. I mean, he should be one on one, right? <laughs> no, George Pickens went in the second round, and I, I'm probably missing some players. I, those are the two players that I can specifically remember. I know they got uh, Kelvin Austin in what round? Fifth? Uh, four or five? Four or five? The speedster which, I mean, Ray Ray McLeod used to be on that team, used to be a special, t- special teamer for him, so it could be that role. But let's go back to Kenny Pickett. Now, I've taken him twice at the 106, and I'm more than happy with that. You know what? It's a quarterback in a super flex league, but where are you guys excited to get Kenny Pickett? I know nobody's really excited because, you know, he, he nobody wants It depends
0: to- on your team. It depends on your 100%. team. I'm going to say it 100. It depends on your team and league format. If you are in dire straits and you need a quarterback, and you the only Baker
1: pick- Mayfield, Trey Lance, and Davis Mills, go get yourself some Kenny Pickett. Go get yourself some Kenny Pickett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me let me get this. I straight. took him today in a 14 teamer.
2: Right. Yeah. One o two. One o two. Okay. I mean, for for me, let, let's let's check some boxes real quick. Stable organization. Check an offensive coordinator that made the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger look good. Check Deont- Deont- De- Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pickens, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and now Calvin oh. Austin. Check, 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 check. Yeah, this is yeah. a great, this is a great yeah. situation. And, and because they brought in Mitch Trubisky, he can be the meat shield, the heat shield for a year. <laughs> the as-, <bit> as-, shield. <laughs> as-, as-, as you learn the-, the pro style game. So, I had him ranked at the 107 in my post NFL draft. So 106, 107—that feels like a very good spot for a guy that's going to be given a great opportunity with a winning franchise, a winning head coach, and great weapons. Not a better yeah. spot for any of these rookies.
1: I I love it, I, and I completely agree. And like you said, with Pickens, Pickens is a big guy. He, I think great. he's got an up, like he, he's got a huge upside. Claypool my opinion, better be worried. Can you well? Can you imagine Claypool <laughs> and Pickens on the outside? Then you got Deontay running the slot. Well, Pat Fryermuth is also, you know, in the middle of the field. He's gonna love Pat Fryermuth. By the way, I think that's a huge, huge arrow. I think those are the winners. Pat yeah,
2: I, I don't like it for Pickens or or Claypool, but for those that you know, dink and dunk, small hand, small passing window ranges of a. Of I heard a he can hold pick. a
1: whopper though. You know, plus. The,
2: <sighs> It's just a, gonna, it, well, I'm, I'm going to add that uh, to my uh, No Pickett's burger. I'm going to I'm making uh, make an evaluation change, but uh, th- this could tell me, you know, just on a side note that maybe Pittsburgh's not in a hurry to pay Deontay Johnson. He's also in that group of guys who's due to be paid and maybe just maybe he could be a trade candidate. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. With the Calvin Austin, because I think a lot of people in NFL circles think Calvin Austin can be more than just a speed guy. They they were saying he he can go up and get it. He's got a good vert, and he's got a pretty good route tree. But yeah, uh, I, Steelers, I thought, had a great draft, and Pickett, I, I think people are going to overthink the Pickett pick. He's going to fall to 109. In Memphis, you say this all the time on your podcast. People overthink quarterbacks all the time, and quarterbacks fall. And then a couple years later, they sit there and go, I should have picked the quarterback over this wide receiver.
2: The, the, I think quarterback more than any other position. I think landing spot matters. And again, he the, there's not a better landing spot in the league for a young QB than Pittsburgh. again, stable yeah. ownership, you know, the GM's retiring, yeah. but good weapons. You, you can't beat it.
1: Yeah. I, I love the spot too. Uh, let's go into the second round where we had Christian Watson at pick. In the second round, pick 34. So, Christian Watson goes to Green Bay. Now, there was comps of Christian Watson to Jordy Nelson coming out. I don't believe it. I thought Jordan Nelson at Kansas State was a little more refined. So, if it were me, I would not believe that. Now, Christian Watson, he's an older prospect, but who cares? Because Aaron Rodgers has two, three more years left. So, they're going to have to get along quite quickly. What did you guys think of the Christian Watson? I know they got Romeo Dubs in the fourth round, who a lot of people actually thought was a better pick at the price for the Packers. Uh, is there any more other picks that the Packers made, the offensive skill-wise players?
2: Not that not I remember. That, not, like, not that uh, they, they had a UDFA running back that I remember. But this is going to be uh, an interesting uh, – I just. You go back, and I, I think the best a rookie has ever done in receiving yards with Aaron
0: Rodgers is like 450 yards, just it not great, bad. Bob. I, I think it's it's the fact that they just want to commit to the run game and just pound the ball. That's Give me, what and geez, that's, that's Aaron it Jones. It's like the the receivers that that went after Christian Watson would have been a better fit if you wanted to pass the ball. Like we had Sky Moore. Um, George Pickens. We just talked about him. Even John Mechie, like these guys, I am I had him above Christian Watson. Christian Watson was my wide receiver 13. Does he yeah. move up with, with being with Aaron Rodgers for the next couple of years? Absolutely.
1: I'm not gonna go as far as to say I'm gonna put him above Alave yet. I, no. I'm gonna believe in talent because I Watson had some easy drops. I know he tore it up in the senior bowl, but He's still got some refining to do, and Aaron Rodgers, he focuses more on you're going to be at this spot at this time, and that's what I want. Watson's not that right now; like he's raw as can be, and as a 23 year old rookie receiver being raw, that's what worries me. So for me, I'd say Watson's around in the late first, early second, at more early second for me actually.
0: I'm not so, going to reach on. I'm not going to reach for. Him.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I if- think I have him 201
2: okay. myself.
1: And Romeo Dubs, I think, is a heck of a player to take in the third round because I think he's more refined than Watson as a wide receiver. He's more of the technical side. I'll, I'll right. just
2: take all the all the cheap Aaron Jones and like uh, single fantasy season best ball type plays because Aaron yeah. Jones might have a million check down targets.
1: 100%. Now we're going to go – we already talked about Brees Hall. We you, you can go hear about the Jets talk. I also want to talk about Atlanta quick. Uh, we talked about Ritter. They also talked t- about Walker. We talked talk about we, Kenneth Walker. We talked a little bit about Kenneth Walker a little bit. I think he's a better running back and I think he plays. And we mentioned last, series. last
0: week we mentioned that Chris Carson may not play yep, because Chris he's Carson coming back from play. that neck injury.
1: Uh, Walker's going to step into that running back room and just there. He's going to wow people. And yeah. he is a Pete Carroll style of runner. I actually just traded the equivalent of. Travis Etienne plus a, a 24 second to get Kenneth Walker. Now it's Travis Etienne for Kenneth Walker. My opinion, give me Walker, give me the upside Etienne. That offense worries me, but I love Walker. He is right next to Brees Hall, who we talked about. And also Tyler Algier went, Algier went to Atlanta. <laughs> I just want to bring that up. I hate Tyler. When you Algier. say watch
0: it while he winds up in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, we did. I'm excited for him as a person. You know, he's going to get some opportunity, but I'm not a fan of his play. That's what I'll say.
0: All right. uh, Let's jump over to Isaiah Spiller because Isaiah Spiller was important. Yeah, He fell in this draft. Uh, He jumped. He got picked for uh, 123 overall in the fourth round. He lands in in the, the backfield with the Chargers. Now, as far as landing spot, I don't think Austin Eckler is going to do anything but what austin eckler does for yeah, the chargers i yeah. i think he's he spiller just landed the rb2 role
1: Spill, spiller landed in a great spot he, he did it around too late but the spot was perfect and i as much as we all really want to like spiller he's got a he's got that joshua kelly he's got to prove it now like joshua kelly was a fourth round pick we all liked him too and you know what Spiller was a little higher on people's boards. He's a little younger so that helps. But man, he's got an uphill battle. I hope he gets that job cuz I really like Spiller still. That offensive line should be good. Memphis, what do you think of Spiller quick?
2: I'm you said it, they're they're trying to find that between the tackles grinder guy. And th- he's the guy. He's the reason why I I follow all these teams on Instagram. I want to see what he brings to rookie mini camp and to and to training camp. I want to see what he looks like, but Definitely going to be interesting. He'll definitely get a shot, and it's not like uh, Austin Eckler is the healthiest guy around. And he does, even even though it's not enough to get drafted on day two, he does have a three down skill set. So I have him in the mid second round from a from a ranking standpoint.
1: Uh, that's uh that's not too bad. Now James, your Giants took awesome Wando draft Robinson in the first round. Wando Robinson, not Looked. so much in the second round. They they I mean Wando Robinson. Number one all-purpose back the year he was coming out of high school. Kid is electric. He switched to receiver. He's playing receiver finally after he moved from Nebraska. Guys got tons of talent, but they also got Kadarius Tony, who's a very similar player to him. Yeah, Uh, it seems like they're very sour on Tony, so we won't bring him up. But Robinson, what do you think about him? One dollar. He's (laughs) Italian, Italian, right? (laughs) He's Italian. One dollar. See, you think that's Italian. I think Alfredo's Italian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I think um he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He can move around the field pretty well. Um I don't know if they've figured out what they're doing with the receiver's room in, in the Giants or locker room, back you know, room, or quarterback room. <laughs> um they are pretty much or running back room for that matter. Like I I still think Barkley may not be there before camp starts. Like I, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked. Like they, yeah. they're starting to make moves. They're they're working on the uh, offensive line. They're working on the defense. I don't think they're really worried about it. I want to see they want to see speedsters getting drafted and let them season to see what they can become. And that, that's the same thing with like last year. Yeah, Tony was a different general manager. So that speaks something for one dolly that he, he got picked in the second round. I'm OK with that. He got picked ahead of a lot of I, I'm a big fan of Sky Moore. I wish some could have I, I every team could have just tick, picked Sky Moore. Sky Moore is my guy this year. I'm putting my hand on him and, I that, like and that's that. it. And I like, mean, he was my guy. The... He was he was my guy pre pre uh combine. He's good.
1: Good stuff. He's going to be the guy that when we all preach don't focus on landing spot He's gonna be the guy where we're we're gonna say we should have you focused focus on, landing on landing spot, yeah, because he's a good player, and I know Memphis. You are a big fan of Sky Moore as well. Uh, what is your take on Sky Moore?
2: I, I like I just like the landing spot. I mean, you're talking about one of the most pass happy teams in the league, and uh, if I remember the stack correctly, Tyreek Hill leaves behind an average if for his career, not just recently. The number would skew higher recently but Tyreek Hill over the course of his career averaged like 7.1 or 7.6 targets per game. And that's a lot to be left behind. I mean, Juan Dale, I like that. I like that. He uh he he he's a less bursty, you know, slot receiver. He's got great straight-line speed, doesn't seem seem to be very, you know, agile or a, a great athlete outside of being fast. So, I don't know. It just it just feels like New York loves this weird, odd collection of random pieces and parts, and there's like maybe no Darius strength. Slayton's done. Yeah, I mean, Wait, it, it, it's, it's just so, so such a wild collection of pieces and parts there.
1: Yeah, it's it was definitely a, a weird draft for them. Uh, look, we already talked about Sky Moore. We talked about Pickens, but you know what? Let's talk about the Alabama receiver John Mechie. He went at pick 44 overall in the second round. He went this to Doug's guy, Houston. Now, Mechie is just, he's good. He's good at everything, not great at anything. So, in my opinion, he's probably going to be running the slot while Cooks is on the outside, and more than likely, Nico Collins is on the other side as well. Uh, You guys got anything on this? I mean, I
0: think think he adds that last piece of uh, the pie for the receiving corps in Houston. Like, they actually have a triple threat with Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, and now John Mechie, he's pretty fast. I mean, he he went over 1,100 yards his his junior year. He's not too old, six foot, one ninety five. I think he can make a difference. Say, I'm saying I'm seeing five eleven, one eighty nine. That's what the NFL likes.
2: I'm sold, John Mechie, He must be good. <laughs> yeah,
1: He must be. And they also took Damien
2: Pierce. I, I like that a little bit more, to be honest. Oh yeah, uh,
1: he's. I mean, you hear it on tons of play, uh, tons of places like. Angry Runner loves contact. He didn't really get too much play, but his yards per carry were great at Florida. They traded up to get him. He's the second pick in the fourth round, kind of around that Michael Carter range. Uh yeah, they. I like I, Damian they, Price.
0: He's an all-around kind of running back, and if he gains a little bit of weight, I believe. I think he was a little light. He's at um, two two ten around two ten. You sure? Yeah, I thought he's he was a, a little a bigger boy. All, All right, bowl, well anyway, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball too. So yeah. I like that.
1: Completely agree. Now we are hitting a little above time, but we want to give you guys, you know, the the roundabout of picks. Let's go to Trey McBride, tight end premium. Trey McBride. Uh where are you guys Picking Trey McBride in rookie drafts. I still like him. He's got Zach Ertz to compete against. But you know what? Zach Ertz has another young talent like Dallas Goddard coming in and kind of teaching him the ropes. What do you what do you guys think of Trey McBride?
2: I, I love the guy. I thought I was gonna have a ton of Trey McBride. I just don't love this landing spot. It has nothing to do with Zach Ertz. It's I I if I don't know though. I, I maybe I take that back because Zach Ertz down the stretch last year was a very, yeah, very productive tight end. And I think what what a guy to teach a young guy the ropes i i do like i do like mcbride quite a bit in in this offense um maybe he'll be a guy that i'll be looking to add before the end of the season i don't know how much i'll draft him i think i have him as like a, a mid from like 206 to 212 in superflex rookie draft somewhere in that range all right
1: yeah that's about the range i have him like i had picked 205 in udpl I could always use a tight end. I was debating on doing that, but I traded that to move up. So I do not have that anymore.
0: Yeah. I would say if you're at a tight end premium and you know, you just came off a win, you probably have that late second. It's not a bad idea to throw Trey McBride on your, on your roster around there.
1: Now, my biggest riser, James cook to Buffalo. They could have taken a lot of different running backs. They could have gone different routes. They could have drafted one in the first round, (laughs) but they went James cook. James Cook, the pass catching. Now rumors have it he could be playing more receiver, you know, moving him around, doing the Alvin Kamara s type stuff. My opinion, I would not be shocked if he has an Alvin Kamara esque style of rookie year. They're going to use him all over. I love this pick. You guys know how much I love James Cook, so I'm going to stop talking and gushing about it. What do you
0: guys think? I think it's a uh, a great playmaker option for Josh Allen. It helps spread out the offense a little bit. They were having trouble passing the ball last year. Singletary is definitely not the guy. So now they have a short guy that can run in between the tackles with Singletary. And they have James Cook that can go out on the outside, catch balls, make some things happen, extra piece for the offense. It just spreads it out. And he will be utilized this year. They And they don't even have to use him all over the place because they still have Zach Moss for the in-between stuff. So they have all three of these guys, and I think all three of these guys actually play. I <laughs>
1: can't believe you mentioned Zach Moss. Get out.
0: <laughs> um, that doesn't mean I like Zach Moss. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm I would put James Cook ahead of him. I mean, definitely. James Cook
1: is definitely gonna get what we want in fantasy. That's pass yeah. catching.
0: Pass
2: catching around the goal line, yeah. I think this is Buffalo's way of saying that hey, we just invested like 450 million in in josh allen and we're tired of you running the ball and we appreciate but we're not going to turn you into the next cam newton who That's just gets point. hurt because because you're the big guy it's like okay cool that was fine for the first three years yeah. but now that you're now that you're our franchise guy we're going to run you a little bit less and we're going to run these guys a little bit more and hopefully he can you know transition he had and 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 You probably didn't know this, but he had 111. At least, maybe the listener didn't. Had 113 rush attempts last year for Georgia. Yeah, and that's in the SEC. That's not bad. 27 catches as a as a you know a junior last year. So, all in all, not too shabby a skill set. Not the biggest guy, but not the smallest either. He's a guy that moved from the mid second round to me. I think I have him 109, 110. So in we all know flex? you're
1: taking him at 111. You in know, <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you know, I, I I would not be opposed to it. Um, but my roster actually in that league really needs. So he's not so good at that position that he's um a slam dunk at any position. You know, I really need like a young wide receiver of the future on that team. So I'll be looking more at the 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 George Pickens Sky Moore, yeah. not Alec Pierce, but you know, in in that range.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should bring up Alec Pierce as well, Uh Alex. Alec Pierce. Wh- where did he go? I, he went to Indy. Indy.
0: Indy. Fifty-three overall. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I took. I, I left him off this list on purpose.
2: Well, you know, he. That's, that's your he's team. A, he's 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 four-four speed guy, um, big guy, six foot three. But the guy that I'm really intrigued with the Colts. I mean, you can take. I think I have pierce at the back at the way back into the second round the guy that i'm intrigued by is jelani woods this is a guy whose stock rised big time he took a ton of visits with teams six foot seven tight end i don't know if he played basketball or not but yes him did. and
1: Alley oh, cox yes, man
2: he played basketball. well i mean you think about like i think pitman's six one six two you bring in pierce six three mo alley who's like six nine and this guy who's six foot seven you know if Paris Campbell can, you know, stay healthy himself. You know, we have to see. It's a big him. if. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, but I'm not big on Pierce, but I am intrigued by Woods. I'd like to get him in a tight end premium at like two to eleven through two o two, because those are picks that you're just hoping to get upside and in tight end premium and two tight end leagues. That's the kind of home run you're trying to hit.
1: All right, now I want to hit Matt Coral. Uh, he was Carolina's pick. They trade back up to snag him up. Matt Coral in Carolina, it seemed like a very desperate pick, in my opinion. Uh, it seemed like they were sitting there like, okay, we're going to go in with Sam Darnold. The Baker Mayfield trade kind of fell apart. They were looking at each other. All right, Sam Darnold. And then they looked at each other again. and They go, oh, nope, we're not doing it.
0: We're not doing it. We're trading back in. And I, I they- think this is the way of them telling the whole league that they have no idea what they really want to do. I think it's the perfect pick for the
2: Carolina Panthers. It it, it, it it allows them with uh Kwanu, their first round pick to help the offensive line I think they're gonna roll Sam out there let him get the sh- the, the the snot knocked out of yeah <laughs> let let, 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 see let some him ghosts let let him see some ghosts let him take a beating you know Corral had the pretty serious ankle injury and surgery and this is a great way to kind of platoon these guys and i think the last half of the season you're going to see a lot of matt corral and uh not the worst spot he's a guy that again back at the second early third like 302 if you take him and he hits and he ends up getting a second year you've struck gold in a super flex sam howell or matt corral memphis i'm gonna go matt corral just based on the 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 upside I, I, i like the weapons and Carolina and i don't know just just by a touch
1: I I, I, think he's a agree. I I agree about the the where i'd have him ranked i think it's more draft capital i don't like the player but draft capital showed me that, that he's going to get a he's going to have a greater chance at getting a chance so and, and also i would have to say he's going to go earlier than we all think he's got his truthers he's got his fan club he's going to go Early second, mid second, if it were, yeah, for sure. If I he's were not gonna be sitting it. around in the third. I don't no. think he's gonna make it to the All right, now I want to talk about a couple more players. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about Zamir White, Josh Jacobs. People, you know, if you, you have him on your roster, you gotta be a little worried because Jacobs got his fifth year declined and they drafted Zamir White. Plus, you got McDaniels who comes from a system who just loves to play every single running back every different week. So, this is gonna be fun for you guys. Uh, what yeah, do you I'm guys not too think happy about White? this
0: one. Not too happy about this one at all. And and Georgia running back, he was the other piece to the James Cook buy. Um, Double ACL, he had yeah.
1: two ACL injuries in in college.
0: I mean, he was on my on my board as my as my running back four. He's got a good forty time. Didn't catch too much. I guess he's not going to really have to. I, Speaking- I think they maybe they pushed Josh Jacobs out as a receiving back a little bit more and let Zemir White run in between the tackles.
1: Speaking of running back four, well, I got a team that drafted four running backs in the Patriots. Pierre Strong went to the (laughs) Patriots, and uh, that is an interesting spot. I think a lot of people actually expected this. I felt like there's a lot of people that, I mean, I swear Doug said Pierre Strong was going to be a Patriot. Pretty sure. So for me, it's, it's an ugly backfield. If you have Ramondre Stevenson, I'm sorry if you have Damian Harris, who I've gotten tons of offers for today. I'm sorry. His time is coming to an end. Uh, Patriots, they're going to use running backs all, all the time, all over the place. You're not going to know. And you know what? They're just going to hit refresh all the time. They're not going to resign them unless you're James White. <laughs> uh, and let's go over David Bell. Every analytics, you know, Every analytic and film person's favorite, but the actual testing numbers, people, the landing spot, Cleveland. Now I was listening to Zach Reed. Zach Reed was talking. Cleveland Browns have dirt on their name. They just see, they feel dirty. They've been like that for years and years. But you know what? They have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can fix a lot of mistakes. He can get these players the ball. We forget about that. Like, I forget about that. I see Cleveland. All I'm thinking is bad quarterback, bad quarterback. But you know what? They don't. They actually have a good quarterback. Who knows when he's going to play? David Bell, where would you guys
2: take him in rookie drafts? I think he's 209 on my board. I, I still like him. You know, not, not a physical freak, but he does the things that I think will make him a successful NFL wide receiver. And the fact that they've got Amari Cooper there and some good tight ends and, and a guy. I'm not comparing David Bell to DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins was not a special athlete by any means as well you heard as it a here. guy as David yeah, as Bell's guy, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Yeah, write, write that down. But no, just just look at their, their 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 player metrics. Neither one of them blow you away. But I, I guess I'm seeing too much David Bell in action, being an Indiana guy and and, and seeing him play at Purdue. It just he seems like a football playing dog. And this seems like the kind of player that Deshaun Watson will gravitate toward, and with Amari Cooper being a, a one-year stopgap, if you will, and you know, no Odell Beckham, no Jarvis Landry, Anthony Schwartz isn't really a thing. We don't I just—I think he could end up having a nice little career. Will where he could be like a wide receiver two, maybe a two-three on your dynasty roster, and you'll get him cheap enough that he's worth a late second to me. Damn, a wide receiver two three for late second. I'd do that every day. Well, yeah, he just he, he just feels like I, I I know the analytics crowd. You know the the numbers are the numbers, but he still got day two draft capital. Yeah. Barely, I understand that, but he got day two draft capital, and I I think we forget how good this guy was in the Big Ten with sub par QB play. And, you know, you face pretty good corners. I mentioned earlier the, the corners in the Big Ten are better than the corners in the Pac-12. And I, I just think that we forget that sometimes being a good football player means playing good football. And I think I saw a lot of that with David Bell, so I'm willing to risk it with, with a guy who yeah. I think has upside.
1: Yeah. He, he could be Keen Allen. Keen Allen went in the third round because his testing numbers weren't great. Keen Allen has had a long career, a very productive career. I I do... I, I've turned a little bit on Bell. I didn't love his testing numbers; they weren't great. the The tape is phenomenal. Like that, you turn on the tape and it's great. He's always open. Seems like he's always making plays when he's got the ball in his hands. So, yeah that that could be a good play, a very good play. I didn't really think about that as like a the Keenan Allen comp to me feels pretty good. It works, yeah, yeah, it
2: works. And Quamble, within, the, within the team that he'll be playing, you know, he's not going to beat you huge down the field. Yeah. But I mean, you think about how Houston and DeAndre, I'm sorry, and uh, Deshaun Watson use DeAndre Hopkins. It's not a yeah. stretch to see them using using David Bell in a, in a similar role. Who else plays that role in, in Cleveland? Slot. And it's not right. like they're going to have the money to go out and sign free agents. They're not going to have draft picks in the next couple of years to go out and draft
1: yes. high end talent. The big they took him in the third with no draft cap. Like, they had no draft picks.
2: That, that, that they said, this is the guy. This is the guy that, that fits what we're doing, and that's by the – you know, we'll go back to Samir White real quick. The, the Raiders didn't have any draft capital from their deal with, you know, Devontae Adams. Their first pick in the third round was a guard. Their next pick by the new GM and the new head coach, the new head coach who will probably be calling plays in Josh McDaniel, he said, Zamir White, I need a guard, and I need Zamir White. And they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs. This should definitely team, give Samir White a little nudge up your draft board.
1: Yeah, another team that didn't have too much draft cap- capital, the Rams. This will be the last player we talk about tonight. They took Kyron Williams, everybody's early-season love child, James. My I'm guy from Notre you. Dame. Now, I have tried to trade Cam Akers a lot today. I have him in one league. He's my running back five in this team. <laughs> I tried to trade him just to be in the draft. I wanted somebody to slide on slide, slide my taxi squad. I had no nobody bite, and it's all because of the playoffs and how he had, like, 2.8 yards per carry and the Achilles. Now, Kyron Williams comes in, and this offense is going to be very high-powered. We know that. Can he beat anything being a fifth-round draft pick?
2: Well, how would you have answered that question if we asked you last year if Elijah Mitchell could be anything as a six-round draft pick? And anyway, who was the guy from the Bears? Khalil Herbert. Khalil had Herbert. A couple of, I, mean, I, he, I
1: loved he, me some Khalil Herbert. <laughs> he,
2: he's, liter, he's literally Daryl Henderson who's always hurt. And, and Cam Akers' Achilles away from getting yeah. meaningful snaps on an offense in the NFL that matters. And one that with a, a statue, a bit of a statue back there, Matt Stafford at 34, some back injuries. He's not mobile. You know, he's not going to run. He's like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was great for Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. And Matt Stafford's great for the pass catching running backs in this league. And if either of these guys has a setback, you know, they're
0: going to give a guy like Kyron Williams an opportunity. So heck of a yeah, pass I mean, blocker. Could step right in. If you Dur- Terrell like Henderson leaves off, like I, I think it's a perfect fit. They're almost exactly the same size. They're both five nine, two uh, hundred two one ninety five. Terrell <laughs> Henderson he, is.
2: Ky- Kyron Williams strikes college. me
0: as a, as a Sean McVay
2: kind of player. Yeah, he just does. You know, just like that. Uh, that, that you know, they'll, they'll probably you'll hear this a lot on NFL draft podcasts and NFL games from the announcers. Hey, he's a blue collar guy from Notre Dame, hard worker. Like the narrative writes itself. Yeah, I like. I have the 311 in our UDPL. You can always use running back, so if he's there, I'll be looking to target him there, Tyler. So you better get 310, pal.
1: Uh yeah, I'm after my 201. I don't think uh, I pick until 402 or something like that. So we're we're good. He's gonna be as of me. now. As yeah, that that's true, as of now. And you know what, speaking of rookie drafts, there is a tool you guys can use and it's uh the Nerds GM tool. Yes, you can go use code DHH, get 15% off your nerd subscription, use your Dynasty GM, nerd school, you got a Trade Calculator and everything, values. Uh, it, use that tool for your rookie drafts. Use even Dynasty Trade Calculators tool. They have rookie rankings up there, and they have values for rookies. Uh, all these sites doing good things, and even at Dynasty War Zone, which is where Memphis is from. So Memphis, why don't you take the floor and let people know what you got.
2: Um, You know, we're just uh, a bunch of guys talking Dynasty Fantasy Football. We have a show called The Rookie Rundown on Mondays. Uh, we have our buddies doing the Dynasty War Games. It's a game-based show on Tuesdays. Jerry and I do the Dynasty War Zone on all Wednesday. Uh, our redraft buddy Kyle does the Fantasy Football Smackdown. And we'll be doing some other stuff in season. Just uh, really busy in, in my personal life and just trying to keep the content flowing. But when you reached out and said, hey, would you like to come on? Uh, I had to make time. I consider you and James, and even though he's not here, Doug, all good friends. We had a lot of good fun hanging out in yes. Canton last year, and I wouldn't have missed it for the world. So just go over to Dynasty Warzone. You can find it on any of your podcast players or on YouTube. And we'll be recapping these rookies and, and some of these uh, same guys on Tuesday night. And I uh, look forward to getting you guys on at some point here once we get the uh, off season going. Yeah, sure. we could we collab do we could do a lot yeah we could do a lot of collaboration um we we did do for our patreon la- patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone we we did talk about the jiffy loop story and, and a lot <laughs> and a lot more but you know 300, 300 episodes uh on a podcast that i've been a fan of for a long time it is a a staple and a, an, an original in the dynasty space so thank you guys for having me on
1: yeah, it was our pleasure, and you know what? Next week, like I said, we are taking the the week off for Mother's Day. Much it deserved. Is, yes, much much deserved. My wife slid it in. She goes, "Oh, are are you gonna do a podcast next week?" She, I knew she wouldn't care if I said yes or no, but one she cared more. One answer she cared a little bit more about than the other. So I said, "You know what? I'm gonna take it off." And then we all talked to each other, and we all were in agreement that that day should be. A special day and made
0: out to them. I mean, so. I didn't tell my wife that I didn't have a show next week.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't watch. But you know, oh, what? no, if she- I mean,
0: it it all works out for me. It's it's uh, it's Mother's Day. It's my son's birthday, and it's my anniversary. Oh, yeah. So it's all well, three in one weekend. Yeah, I'm. He's got a lot. A I'm lot glad, kind of, kinda, that we're not doing a show. Um, but yeah, happy Mother's Day to everyone. All those mothers out yes. there, and to all the dads out there that have to deal with all the mothers it's a pleasure it's a pleasure it's shut up (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh
1: for me james and doug who is not here in memphis i want to thank you guys all and until next time i'll see you later